Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today you guys are going to love this discussion. We're in the consumer goods and retail world with my new friend, William Forshaw. He is the CEO and founder of Maxwell Scott. You guys are going to just love this today. William, it is so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Justin. It's good to be here. Yeah, I had so much fun checking out your products. And um, I just have to say, I'm so impressed by what you've built. Um, you, you started this company back in 2002. And we're going to talk about today kind of how you got into this space and then how you've progressed over time and where we are today and going forward. But let's just start with your backstory. So, William, how did you decide to start a business in the leather goods space? And how did you, you know, what made you decide to leave your other job and go do this back in 2002? I have to admit that I fell into this. Um, this was not... <laughs> it wasn't a, your passion. <laughs> uh, it, wa- it wasn't at all. It was an idea that I had um, based on what my mum was currently doing. So a little bit of, a little bit of history. So I, I originally came from sort of an advertising background. And when I say that, I just started my career. So I'd just come out of uni did a year and um, quickly realized that it wasn't the life for me and I, I wasn't getting fulfillment out of it and it just wasn't, you know, the, the sort of line that I felt was right for me. So I, I jumped through jobs at that point. So I, I joined a, an agency and they kind of put me into various different sort of marketing disciplines, PR, direct mail, obviously advertising and a few other things and like, nothing really fitted at the time and it was a bit of a shame because I was really upset because I was trying to find my calling nothing really you know nothing really felt right and at the time my mum was um she was traveling through Italy because she um she she had a dog and um, they used to have a house in Malta so they used to drive it sounds very romantic it does down through (laughs) Italy with the dog because uh, they couldn't fly it over, um, and they'd go and spend holidays and summer holidays over in, in Malta. Sure. Uh, and as she drove through Italy, she'd obviously stop off, and they'd eat well and drink well, but they'd also, you know, do a bit of shopping. And she bought a few bags and, and brought them back, and her friends would say, look, they're lovely. Where did you buy those from? So the next time she did the trip, she'd get a few more and bring them back, and then, you know, she I think she started doing handbag parties. Wow. Uh, and then a close friend of hers said, look, come down to London. Um, let's do a, a corporate event. And at the time I was, you know, I was kind of freelancing. So I said, yeah, listen, come and stay at my flat. I'll help you out. Um, I'll come and help you carry these bags. And, and I thought nothing more. I was just, you know, being a good son as it sure, were, helping, helping out my mum. Right. Exactly. Uh, and at the time I was thinking, mum, you know, why, why don't you build a website? And right. Look, why don't we, uh, you know, why don't you? Yeah, why don't you build a sell them online and, and do designs and and it, to be honest, my mum wasn't really that interested. She was kind of just helping out a friend, and so I thought, well, this is a great opportunity for me um, to perhaps do something or develop it. And I, I honestly, it just caught my interest. Sure, it was quite good fun. It was very <laughs> very different to anything else I'd done, and I thought this is great. I'll I'll just play with this a little bit while I was freelancing. Um, and then, you know, after a few more weeks, it just really sort of, you know, the hooks got stuck in and that, and that was it. I just, I started building a business and wow. started building a brand and, and that's how it all sort of started developing. 
Wow, that is awesome. Well, for those who don't know, Maxwell Scott, the brand, it's a leather luxury brand committed to British design and Italian craftsmanship. So, okay, I have to ask, what is British design and what is Italian craftsmanship in your mind? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Yeah. So British design is, I design them. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, with, with plenty of help, to be honest. You know, I, originally I designed them myself because ultimately uh, I liked that aspect of it, you know, and I, I felt I was quite good at it. Uh, I have no formal training, by the way. So sure. I have no history of bag design. Um, I, my, my greatest asset in that department is uh, an A-level in, sure. in art, which, to, to be honest, from your end, it's just a school uh, course, you know, just before university. Um, and I, I loved it. And I, I, have, I feel I've got a good eye. I assume I have a good eye for things like that. Um, and, um, you know, that, that's kind of where it all started. We now, you know, used designers, uh, our new collection. We, we have some quite sure. big hitter designers that do those sort of things. Unfortunately, my skills are, are limited, um, you know, but it's got us to a certain point and then, you know, the, 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 the best of the bunch have taken over as it were. Um, in terms of Italian craftsmanship, uh, that's that's just an easy one. Uh, afraid to say it, but Italy is the best country in the world for manufacturing bags. Wow. Stop. Okay. Um, just and why is because that? Just they like, have yeah, just the infrastructure, the the complete infrastructure, um, the history, the the leather. You know, all the best leather in the world sourced in Italy. Sure. Again, that's fact. Um, it, you know, the best tanneries in the world that I've ever seen are in Italy. Um, all parts, linings. Um, you know, they, they, they're all, they're all based in Italy. All the big sort of, um, accessory, uh, manufacturers for bags are all based in Italy for a reason. Uh, zip manufacturers, lining, sure. you know, it, it's, it's all, there. all there. So wow. Got it. It's all there. It's, it's all there. And it, it was, it was an easy, the, I mean, the other, uh, reason for it is, you know, if you're designing bags for briefcases or handbags to say it comes from Italy is, is quite a statement, you know, you know, that's kind of people automatically assume it's, it's pretty good sure. uh, when, when people say that. So, you know, that for me, I just wanted to go to the best location because I knew the market I wanted to sell to. Right. And I knew the type of customer that, you know, we were trying to sell to. And um, having Italy as a, a birthplace of the bag was, was an easy decision, to be honest. I, I did look at a few other countries, to be honest, but Italy was the easy, easy decision. So you decide, you know, you're helping out your mom and then all of a sudden I'm going to start a business in this space. What were the key first steps to, to make that happen? Like, you know, what were the first couple things that got you going? Yeah. So the, the corporate event actually went well, um, that, that I did, um, with my mom and we, we did a few more after that actually. And then I thought, well, look, this is actually built, bringing in a revenue to the business. So, um, I started expanding that side of it and trying to do more corporate events and it, it worked for the first couple of years it actually worked really well um and off the back of that i thought well look you know while i was doing these events people were asking me for literature and brochures and websites and at the time i didn't have one i do remember this is going back nearly 20 years now so i thought well i can't really pay lots of money to build a website i kind of built the business from nothing so i i, <laughs> I decided to learn how to code and um i learned a, a few pieces of software like Dreamweaver and Photoshop. 
and decided to build my own website um and um i pushed it live and after a few months uh, of trading online you know i didn't get any sales but then i started to get (laughs) sales from yeah i i I got some strange sales from bizarre locations and i couldn't work out how that customer found me that's interesting I was using it as an online brochure, really, sure. more so yeah, than, a, than, true, a, than an e-commerce website. Yep. And these people were finding the website and buying online. And I thought, well, hang on, this, you know, this looks quite interesting. So again, I fell into that and thought, well, how do we develop this? How do we build this? And how do we, you know, how do we get more traffic onto the website? And how do we make the experience better? And so again, the, you know, that, the website was a sort of a sideline. Um, and, and that obviously grew from strength to strength. We now have seven websites. Um, serving lots of different countries. Now, how did you figure out? I know you you said you knew that Itali- Italy was the best place to go because of the you know production process and materials and all that. But how did you know where to start in terms of sourcing? You know what I mean. In, in terms of design, like those types of things that weren't your natural background. Yeah, I mean, um, do you remember that? So when I first started, we were buying bags, uh, stock items from factories. Got it. And selling them. So you so, knew some so of those. So I like kind that. of, yeah, I got some feedback from, you know, the, the designs or the off the peg, as it were, shapes that I was selling with, you know, and these weren't my designs. These were other people's designs. And I was taking these and selling them initially. Got it. Uh, and from the back of that, I was getting feedback on, well, I'd prefer it bigger or larger or more sections or a bigger strap or, you know, and, and from that, I was a, quickly able to, kind of work out a pattern of, of, of my demographic and what they required. And I was selling sort of initially, the, the, the market was small. I was just selling into London sure. uh, to, to all the corporate banks and lawyer oh, firms. And, firms. and So I was coming up with these sort of very corporate focused briefcases initially Got that it. would fit that, that sort of audience. And um, that, that, that's how it all started. I mean, customer feedback was, was essentially how I you know, created the first collection. Wow, that's just awesome. And when did you know it was something? Like did you know, you had the website up and you're getting a couple random orders here and there, which, you know, nice, but that's not paying your bills and like it's not a comp it's not true, you know, it, it wasn't the growth. When did it go from that to okay, wait, we have something here? Um do you know, I'd never because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I when I commit to something, it's kind of I put, you know, all my effort into it and I'm I'm quite I'm quite focused. I don't think I've ever turned around and thought, oh, we've done it. You know, right. it's working really well. It, it has been an organic, continual process, you know, from day one, sure. constantly improving and refining and and obviously growing. Um, I can't think of a time I ever turned around and thought, yeah, I've, I've made this. I still don't think I have. I still think I've got a long way to go and, you know, a lot more um, people to serve, as it were. Sure. It, so it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing, for sure. You know, I, uh, I can't say it's ever... You know, recently we've won quite a few awards. Uh, yeah, I was reading you know, about that. Still, still, I don't think that we've 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 plateaued or we've hit any mark of of success in my eyes. You sure. know, I still think we've got a long way to go. No, that's that's exciting. So, um, on your website, um, maxwellscottbags.com, you guys can all check it out. Yeah. How did you? I, I was looking through all the different products, and of course focused on things I would buy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> how did you, did you have a space you focused on initially and then grew out of? In other words, was it first women and or men or professional? Like, what was it that you started with? Because now you have a pretty broad 
swath of, of products. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely briefcases for me to start with. Um, it was men's briefcases. That, that's always been our core, and it, to be fair, it still is. Um, I, I'd say that we, we specialize in that particular area. We're very, very good at doing men's briefcases. You know, there's not many people that kind of make things like what we do, um, certainly not on the high street anyway. Um, so that's certainly been the essence of the, biz- essence of the business. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously over time, as we've been selling briefcases, customers have said, you know, why don't you sell matching wallets or conference folders? And, and it, it, it has grown organically that way, yeah. So um, of recent times, we've, we've kind of brought out a ladies briefcase shoulder bag work bag collection uh and that that's going really well and it's a a little bit different from what we've normally done because we kind of kept with a very sort of standard um vegetable tanned um leather um sort of tan brown you know very very core colors for for a business audience but we ventured out a little bit more um with uh, different types of skins and hides um and different patterns uh and that that's been a really you know interesting long journey to be honest from when we started you know made the decision to do it but we launched back uh end of last year and it's gone incredibly well so we're quite pleased that 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 seems to be growing as well still you know with the business audience in mind but we you know we're trying to sort of cater for um for a, for a female audience as well um and i i, I hands in the air I have had no input in those designs whatsoever. You don't. I cannot Dude, I design ladies' bags. <laughs> I am not that way uh, inclined. I don't have that <laughs> skill or, you know, it takes a very detailed eye. Uh, and I, I can make men's products quite easily because right. I just make what I like and what I and I think I've got a good eye for men's products. Yeah, I, d- I don't. Unfortunately, I, I don't have that for, for ladies' bags. I leave that to professionals. <laughs> I really like the flaro. Is that how you say it? The flaro? Oh, beautiful oh bag. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. I have one of those. Oh, yeah. So, um, anyway, um, I, I digress. Okay. So, explain what it means, vegetable tanned leather. Because I don't know that all of our audience understands the leather market, but what does that actually mean? So, most of the leather um, that's out there for products is chemically tanned. Um, it's an easier, quicker way of, of tanning leather. Um, you know, and it's generally what 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 people will see, you know, nine out of ten times it's chemically tanned. Vegetable tanning um, is it's a lot more complex and it takes a lot longer. Hence, it's a lot more expensive. But we basically use organic natural materials um, to to tan the leather. And in our case, we use the bark of chestnut trees, which is quite nice. Um, so it has a really unique feature to it. So as it ages the patina and the hides really develops. So we like to fit this, you know, we, we offer a, these products that we build, we expect people to have them for a very long time. So the reason we use vegetable tanned leather is that it will age. It's not only much better for the environment, it's not only better quality, but it will also age well and it will grow its own character, which is, is, you know, quite unique. It is more expensive, of course, you know, the best things in life are, unfortunately. Um, but, um, it, it's a it's a beautiful product to work with. Um, so we, yeah, we only ever use uh, vegetable tan. Yeah, and I I love this whole idea of kind of avoiding the throwaway fashion culture idea. I mean the the styles and designs you have here, I, I you could you could have owned this bag in late nineties or 
five years ago or now. I mean, it's trendy. They or I just like it's not too trendy and it's also not too conservative. I don't know. I just love the design elements. So anyway, yeah. Exactly that. I mean, that's exactly what we've tried to do. We've tried to make classic pieces that will, that you will feel comfortable picking up in 10 years time and using, um, you know, the, the briefcases, you know, very standard, uh, shapes, you know, we're not go, we're not, you know, making high fashion pieces by any means. We're trying to make staple, beautiful products that people will use on a daily basis. So obviously we have to make them fairly well. We have to make them fairly strong. We have to use the right materials to ensure that that it will last in 10, 15, 20 years time. So uh, that I mean, that's one of our unique features is we offer a 25-year guarantee. That's amazing. Um, what, for those that are listening that are entrepreneurs, like what, what advice would you give them in your experience thus far? Like what, what one or two big things have been you know, keys to, to your success and growth thus far? Um, well, I could talk for this for a long time. Um, <laughs> I'll try and think of some key takeaways. Uh, I think the idea of, you know, one day a week, two days a week, you know, and, and making a successful business out of that. I, I've yet to meet that person. Uh, if they oh, are, I'm sure they do exist and they're, they're a lot cleverer than me. It, it, that does not happen. Uh, uh, seven days a week, you know, I'm always on my laptop. Sure. I, it's, a, it's a hobby to me. This is not work. I enjoy what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. I am up many times till midnight, most evenings, playing with data and uh, wow. messing about with things like that. That's... So it's, you know, it, it, for me, the working hard is, is one of the key uh, key features, I think, of, of why we've, we've had definitely had some success. Um, I think another one is uh, analyzing the data and sure. looking for the opportunities and um, working to those, you know, making sure, you, you know, you work to your core strengths. Uh, and don't try and sell to everyone because that won't work. You've got to pick your market carefully and, and just sell uh, and segment to them. Uh, that, that's another key uh, takeaway, I think. Well, and as you, you know, you're in a place now where you're trying to grow your brand and you know, get beyond your current you know, consumer base, I'll call it shopper base. Like what are the key next steps for you as you look at that this year? You know, are there one or two big things you're focused on in terms of growth? Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a few, I mean, moving back to the data thing, I think data's the underlying uh, thing here that we, it's really important. That what you kinds are, of data are you using? Like as you talk about. Yeah. yeah so from the basics, we use things like Google analytics. So with an e-commerce website that just plugs in and from that, it's, Crazy <laughs> how much data you can <laughs> pull sure. from those sorts of pieces of software. Absolutely fantastic piece of software. So we use that on a daily basis, among other um, other things. Um, we 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 do a lot of online advertising. So we use things like um, AdWords, Google AdWords. Sure. Um, we do a lot through them. Um, and we've um, over the last year we started doing. Uh, to be honest, we've dabbled with Facebook for a long time, but we've never yet seriously committed ourselves to it. Sure. Which we are doing now. So Facebook over the next twelve months will be a big growth area for us, which we're quite excited about. Um, and then um, email as well. Of it's, course. It's never ending. You know that that's kind of the first le- lesson <laughs> uh, I think of, of starting an e-commerce website is start collecting email addresses. I mean that's. That's lesson number one. Collect email addresses because that's your core target market. So once you've got that email address, you know, the cost of reselling to them is very cheap indeed. So, so email addresses is, is number one. 
Yeah. yeah. And if you register for your newsletter, I saw you get 10 pound discount. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone should sign up. <laughs> that's right. I did. I signed up. Uh, this is so cool. Um, and so interesting. So um, one, one other question I had is where'd the name come from? How did you come? Why Maxwell Scott? My, it was my mum's net, uh, oh. my mum's idea. So um, Scott's actually my middle name. Yep. Um, Maxwell's my brother's middle name. So it was just co- combining the two names, really. That's it really just cool. for the market that we were selling to in London, um, it just sounded quite good. You know, Maxwell Scott. It sounded quite upmarket, and it seemed it seemed to fit the audience at the time <laughs> with awesome. no research whatsoever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it stuck true and it, it worked. So um, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's good. It is. I agree. Um, I love the brand. Um, all right, so William, where can our listeners find you? How can they buy your products, engage with you? I know all of your info is on your LinkedIn profile, but share where your product is yep. actually located. Yeah, so you, you, by just as you mentioned before, the, visiting our website, which is uh, maxwellscottbags.com. We'll just, just Google Maxwell Scott. We should come up. Um, and we have uh, Facebook. We're on all the usual platforms. I think Facebook's the one that we um, sort of, you can come and say hello on Facebook. That would be nice. That's pretty um, awesome. Just facebook.com forward slash Maxwell's got bags. Any plans to go into retail or stay all e-commerce? Well, we, we do actually sell to a few shops already. Um, it's not a main focus for us sure. uh, purely because the growth strategy for us is still online. There's yeah. still so much to do. Um, I think, you know, the, the, it's, Again, as I said sort of before, I, I really enjoy the online uh, sure. space and it's quite good fun. And I, w- I just want to focus on that for the time being. Um, retail is something that has organically happened so far. Uh, you know, we, as I said, we, we serve quite a few shops at the moment and we're constantly adding. But sure. it's not something that we're actively sort of no, pushing. Think... It's just something that seems to be growing on its own. No, it's great. And I mean, you have, like we talked about earlier, like so much opportunity just on the e-commerce channel and other geographies yep. you're not really in today or penetrated. So, so exciting. Yep. Um can't wait to have you back on down the road. Uh, I, I mean, you've got yeah. so much upside um, and growth potential. Uh, William, it's been so great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, making the time. No problem at all, Justin. It's been an absolute pleasure. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.